several five cities and here in USA and New York, New Jersey, Texas, and New Mexico. Just pray for us, um, for the vision, uh, for the, um, be strong, and be faithful. We need to uh, praise for the health because uh, we need it. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Uh, God bless you and nice to meet you. Okay. okay. So, so to make sure that everybody catches this, you got churches in New Jersey, you got churches in New Mexico. Where else did you say? Uh, New York. New York. New York, Texas. And Texas. Texas and in Mexico. Uh, and in Mexico. Wow. Okay. So, so God's, God's really blessing this brother with a ministry that's having global impact. And so we want to pray for them. We want to pray for those resources. We want to pray for their health. And so can we just all go to God together as a family? And then Andrew, can you lead us in prayer for JC? Juan Carlos. That doesn't, that's not that hard. Yeah. Okay. So what, what happened is I've, I've got it a really bad deficiency. I can't keep names straight to save my life, so I apologize. Okay, so we're going to go to God as a family, and uh, if everybody just get the hand of somebody, and let's just ask the Lord for his blessing on Juan Carlos's ministry. Um, Andrew, would you lead us in prayer, and, and uh, we'll go to God. All right. Father, we thank you so much, uh, Lord, for Juan Carlos, for, for the ministry that you have entrusted him. Uh, Lord, we pray, just like any ministry, Lord, that the discipleship ministry in his church will flourish. Uh, God, that people will catch the vision, uh, Lord, of making disciples of all nations. And so, God, we pray that you would uh, continue to open doors for him. Uh, Lord, to uh, many faithful men and women that will come and, and will surrender their life. And uh, Lord, that, that to see that the mission uh, is worth everything. And so God, I pray for uh, Pastor Juan Carlos, Lord, that you give him endurance, uh, that Lord, you give him strength, uh, Lord, you give him grace, uh, Lord, and give, you uh, and give him power from on high, Lord, to do the work that you have called him to do. Because Lord, uh, without you, we can do nothing. And uh, so God, we, we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... Um, Right, so I think I have until 10, 11, 13, so I'm going to keep my time here. So there's, there's going to be three uh, main things that I'm going to be sharing with you. So uh, Sam asked me to kind of share kind of the practical mechanics of what uh, Friends of International do. So I'm going to be kind of sharing that on a very practical level, what we do uh, every semester is kind of the same thing, but what are we trusting the Lord every semester? I'll share that with you. Uh, the second thing I want to share with you is what, what I think to be kind of like the secret sauce uh, for the ministry. And so I want to share that from what I have seen over the years, what have worked uh, for the ministry based on the Word of God. And then finally, I have... Uh, four individuals here uh, that are going to be sharing their testimony is, is pretty amazing. I hope we have time to uh, cover everyone. If, if need be, I'll, I'll kind of cut myself short. That way I can give more time to the testimonies because you got to hear it. Uh, it's amazing what God has done uh, in their lives. I mean, uh, just exciting to see uh, not just information transfer, knowledge increase, but to see the men and women of God being on fire for God. They came here to study and then 
wow, God just turned their life upside down and now they're serving God with all their life. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And then also a lot of the decisions that they have to make. So internationals, just like anyone else, we have problems, right? We made a, a lot of uh, poor choices in the past, but you, w- what you hear later on is just how God has turned that around redeem the time for, the, for, for them, and then just give miracles after miracles in their lives. So I, I was super encouraged. And because, because God did that, it encouraged our ministry to trust God even more. So, okay, so we're going to do that. Uh, so, so let's start with just the practical workings of the ministry. So every semester, uh, we, we, we partner with the university. So we, we do this thing called the student orientation. We work with the university, and that's really important because when you work with the university, immediately it gives you credibility, right? I mean, if you're just coming into campus and you do things on your own, uh, people are like, who, who are you? you know, and we, we do have groups that do that, and they wait on stairs, and they, they do their thing. It is so awkward, Right? And, and then for many of them, they don't even have the right doctrine. And then we, we have one group that, that says that Jesus is already here. He's in Korea. Uh, he's actually a, a woman. I mean, weird, weird stuff, you know. I mean, it creeped us out because they want to share it with us uh, as well. But anyway, coming, coming back to just working with the university is very important. And so we are recognized by the university uh, at, here in Kansas City. And so we get a spot at the student orientation to basically meet and greet uh, the students every semester. And there's about 2,000 students that come through every year. And so you have the winter semester and then the fall semester, which is, which is usually uh, bigger. Now, what do we, what do, we do that? Um, we, we, man, we prepare. Uh, we prepare, we pray. Uh, we, we do all things with excellence. You know, uh, you know, our group is one of the most recognized group on campus. We usually have about 20, 30 people on our, on our booth, and most people only have like one booth with one cardboard with one person manning part-time. And, and that's important, um, you know, because, man, we want to do all things well. Amen? Uh, we, we have these T-shirts, which I think is pretty cool, you know. It reflects kind of the international part of, you know, all the colors and... Anyway, uh, Dan, Dan, Dan uh, designed that for us. I thought it was pretty cool. I was going to design something that was like a heart. It's just not, not, not good enough. Um, we, we give out like folders. In that folder, I write a personal letter to the students to say, hey, welcome. Welcome to Kansas City. I was a student in the past. I relate to some of the angst that you are going through, coming to a new country, missing your home, missing your friends. Uh, we're here. We're here to be a friend. We're here to assist you in any way we can, and, 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 and we mean it. Uh, we have uh, bookmarks of all the activities and events. Uh, and so I, I, I say all that in all activities and events, we, we trust God to do all things well. Uh, I think about the, the principle uh, of the, the Mary, um, Mary of Bethany, right, in the gospel where, where she gave her very best. Right with the alabaster of, of precious ointment, right? And I see this principle so important. We always have to bring our best forward. And that's why we do things good, not just to be cool, not just to be creative for the sake. We, we want to do all that, but all for the glory of God, 
And I tell you what, we have a reputation. We have a reputation in camp. Hey, we have people, the, the president of the Student Government Association and other people push people to our booth, push people to our, uh, our people to say, man, you, you got to, you got to meet these guys. You got to be a part of their events. And these are lost people, uh, you know, getting people to come to uh, our place or, or rather our booth. And so from there, we meet them. We uh, then get their email, get their contact, and then we invite them to uh, the welcome party. Uh, a welcome party would be usually be uh, held in someone's house. We want to, you know, you saw that stats yesterday, right? 80% of internationals that come, never been invited uh, to an American home, never been invited, you know, uh, after they return home, never been invited. So we want to change that immediately. So we want to invite them uh, to the house. It just gives a bit more time uh, to interact with the students. And so uh, it's, it's very helpful. It's, it's still a lot of people, you know, but, but we pray that God will give us um, the men and women of peace from that. And again, uh, usually very profitable. And, and that's where I met a lot of uh, the people that eventually uh, came to our ministry, came to our Bible studies and so forth. I think of uh, Bruno and Hodolfo that came to uh, the welcome party. Uh, there were maybe 150 people uh, all in the house, uh, th thanks to Dan Renault. And, uh, and, and, and I just talked with them most of the time, you know, just praying that God would just say, God, man, there's so many people here I, I can meet and greet, but God, show me one or two people that I can meet with and talk with and acquaint with. Give me a man or woman of peace, uh, for me usually, man of peace, uh, to, that I can invest in, right? And God always answered that prayer, always answered that prayer. Um, and then from there, we, we have something, uh, a program called uh, the Friendship Partner. It's structured. Or, or cultural food exchange is a structured way for people to be paired up. You know, this is still a, a pretty new thing, you know, in terms of like um, getting to know internationals for, uh, you know, not all Americans, but many Americans, it's not an easy thing, right? Because they don't have a lot of things in common uh, with people that are very different to themselves. And, and so we do these programs kind of just to make a, a reason for people to meet, meet up and we encourage uh, uh, our, our, our church, uh, college students uh, to be part of that. And actually it's open to all age groups. It's so, it's so good. Um, you know, college people reach college people. That's, 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 that's key. Uh, but you know what? In an international ministry, you have uh, really open doors for older uh, people couples and even younger people. A lot of these uh, internationals, they come and they miss their parents, right? And actually having kind of like their American family, uh, man, really helps kind of fill that gap of loneliness and being far away from their home. And we're already seeing some of that uh, happening. Young, young, young people, very important, like young kids and everything, man, they, it just melts a lot of these uh, students' hearts just to see them, and it's just a way to bridge uh, the gap as well. So uh, we have that program. That's one of the really key uh, program that we do because it just puts people together and allow more personal time, one-on-one -on -one time with these students uh, in, in that way. Uh, and then we do uh, things like um, uh, CE, uh, so conversational English. We call it cultural food exchange as well. Um, 
another reason to meet up. It, it helps bridge the gap further uh, with the many cultures, and you'd be surprised. I mean, just all the things that uh, students go through. I mean, just the, the you know, I, I know when I came here uh, in, in 98, I, I, I had no clue what what's up mean, right? And, and I, I get it, what's up, man? And I, 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 okay, this is, this is, this is truly my response. I thought, well, the ceiling's up. I mean, that, that, that was my response, you know. And so there's a lot of culture. Now, this is a silly example, but man, we have a lot of students coming from uh, the Middle East, right? And, and, and uh, cultural um, uh, uh, CE is a great place for them to share about their culture. We had one student uh, from, from Saudi Arabia was just sharing that how uh, difficult a time it is for him uh, to be here in the U.S. and people looking at him very different because he has this beard going on and it's like, you know, it's, you know in, in his mind, it's like, man, everyone is thinking I'm a, I'm a terrorist, right? And so he was sharing it just in that platform that he can, hey, hey, I'm not. And, and, and so there's a bridging of gap. There's a way to kind of uh, see where they're coming from and then assure them, hey, you know, not, not everyone thinks so. We don't think so. We just think that, you know, the, the guy from, from Saudi, and we, we have a relationship in that way. And still today, that same guy, I mean, man, I have a good relationship with him because we bridged the gap. But many people that didn't have any outlet to do that, they still think the same. They still think like, man, most people, you know, are, are thinking of that way. Does that make sense? So things like CE is, is very important. It gives room for people to talk about different things and we usually come up with different topics that allow that, uh, like what makes a good friend, you know? And those kind of help give us a segue to eventually share spiritual things because as, as, as you get to talk more things, you, you're gonna talk about spiritual things as well, deep things as well. So, um, yeah, we do short trips. Uh, as well, another reason why uh, you can spend more time outside of just school, uh, you know, just the drive to, to somewhere far, I mean, it leaves a lot of room for people to talk. Uh, dance party, we do that as well. You're like, what? Yeah, 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 dance party because uh, college students, international students, uh, they like to have fun and people, you know, like, Man, when is the next one? And many cultures, uh, in different countries identify with dancing and just a way to lose people up and then you can uh, chat with them. Okay, uh, oh, that's one more thing, the, or, or really one of the key things, and then we have our Bible studies, right? So all those things are kind of like your net fishing, you know, kind of big events, and then you have smaller events, and then you have one-on-ones kind of fly fishing. So we do both, all with the goal of building a relationship. Right, all with the goal of building relationship, and, and as God would lead and give us open doors, we then share the hope that that is in us. Does that make sense? And so our Bible studies are another uh, thing that uh, we have, and, and when we develop those relationships with the students, uh, we we invite them. We invite them to come uh, to our Bible studies. We have that every Thursday. Um, I would preach a bit uh, on on uh, on a book, and then we also split up into groups every other actually every week, but a shorter time when I preach. And then, uh, but anyway, we invite them to come to to the Bible study, uh, and and something that's really helped us in our Bible studies uh, is is uh, what I call PFS. You know, uh, we're being very practical, uh, we're being flexible, 
and we're we're steadfast, all right? So being very practical, so we're learning things from the Bible. Uh, you know, we've just gone through the book of Ephesians, and, and we, we know the position that we have in Christ, right? We are rich, we are blessed, uh, man. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then Paul says, hey, to, to live and walk in love. I'm like, well, how do you walk in love? That's, that's, a, that's a great concept to walk in love, but how do you do that? So just through our Bible studies, we, man, we, 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 we work out, you know, through um, just... Digging down. So Nick is like, hey, I saw Connor. Connor has a need, right? Connor has a need. She's driving, uh, she's cycling her bicycle, and she didn't have this uh, safety uh, uh, reflective thing. And then he saw a need, right? And so he's like, hey, I got one. So, so he's, meeting, he's meeting a need. And so it's like, that's a way to love on Connor, right? So we, we want to be practical in everything we learn. And so we, we share that with the students, which are able to relate a more uh, to the, the concepts of the Bible, not just, uh, you know, just the concept, but the practical things in the Bible. Uh, we're flexible because we have uh, many students that are, you know, coming from different backgrounds. Many are not safe, that, that do come, maybe some are safe, but they're, they're coming from a completely different background. So we're very flexible in the Bible study. When we see someone who's coming who's not uh, safe, we, we, we adjust, right? We do more expositor, not expository, discovery method type Bible study uh, rather than what we call an SOT uh, type Bible study where we, we kind of share what God has taught us. But we read the Bible, we go really slow, uh, we define words, right? So why? Man, because we want to reach them. We want them to follow along. We want them to understand that passage and that works really well. Um, now we know that uh, many times even that's not enough. And so from those, we see the students that have interests, uh, that, that God is convicting their heart, man, we even spend more time with them. Uh, you know, we'll do more one-on-ones with them outside of even the Bible study structure. Okay, so w- w- what's, the, uh, what's the secret sauce? Okay, so I think I shared that along the way of, of, of what the secret sauce uh, is, is, is number one, is, is for us, is, I look back, is prayer. Uh, is, is prayer. You know, we, we pray and, and it's just amazing the, the things that God will answer. Uh, you know, we pray for salvations and God gives out. You know, it's like, man, we didn't do anything like special or anything. We just, we prayed. Uh, we prayed together as a group. We prayed personally. We pray for everything that we're doing, all the activities. We know it's activities, but God, we say we don't want to run ministry just with the minds of activities. God, we want you to answer prayers. And, and I mentioned earlier that we, when we ask for uh, men and women of faith, God brings them. Uh, we have at least 10 plus students that we have active relationship with that are, you know, uh, uh, women, uh, men and women of peace because we prayed. You know, personally, uh, you know, over the last few years, I prayed for faithful men that I can invest in. You know what? God brought me not one, not two, but three. Three faithful men. I, I discipled two Brazilians uh, and, and they are still serving the Lord. One of them, uh, I'll, I'll share later, that they, he's, he's sharing discipleship in Brazil with his, with his church uh, with the pastor, and now I'm in contact with the pastor who's wanting to 
you know, trust God to implement discipleship in his church. See how strategic that is? I mean, man, praise God. You know, I, I prayed for a faithful man and, and uh, you know, I have one. You're going to hear uh, from him uh, later on here. Just someone who would just go, you know, the whatever, wherever, whenever challenge, uh, Mark Trotter style. Uh, <laughs> You know, he shared that, and, and, and he, man, that's, 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 that's his mindset. Man, I, whatever it takes, where it takes, and man, discipleship was a joy to do that, isn't it? When, when you have someone that you're discipling and they want to follow the Lord, you're not chasing after them, but they are chasing after God. Isn't that a joy? Versus someone, man, you got to chase them, you're going to remind them, hey, are we meeting on Thursday night? Yeah. Yeah, we meet every single week. That's what we decided. I mean, you know, you know what I'm talking about? But, 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 but the faithful person is like, hey, okay, did they show up? They do their, you know, they do their homework. They ask questions. They want to learn. You know, they want to pursue God. So prayer. Uh, I, know, I know it's so fundamental, but man, for, for, for me, as I look back in the ministry, that's the biggest thing. Uh, Every step that we take, man, we season it with prayer. We don't want to get into a situation, you know, like the children of Israel, where they didn't ask the counsel of the Lord, right? Remember the story of the, the, the Gibeonites, uh, that the children of Israel got tricked, right? Uh, they, the children of Gibeon, uh, the Gibeonites was tricking the children of Israel uh, that, they are, that, that they are not neighbors, they're from a faraway land, so make, make allegiance with us make allegiance with us. So, man, they, 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 they took it hook, like, and hook, line, and sinker, right? And it sink them, right? And, uh, and, man, that's my fear, is that we make wrong moves and, and people die. People don't get saved. And so prayer, we always come and ask the counsel, Lord, God, is this profitable? We're doing all these different things. We want to trust you for more. We want to trust you for excellence. We want to you know, do, do things that are different, but God, do, are you okay with that? Do you have any objection to that? And God, God shows, hey, sometimes just wait. Sometimes just wait. Don't do it now. Wait. Okay, okay. You know, our, our UMKC constitution, uh, we waited. We, we didn't kind of push that because although we're recognized by the university, but we are not a, 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 an official uh, organization in a university, but we kind of waited. And I just didn't feel peace like, pushing the, the matter, uh, and it was profitable uh, at the end because we, we just got approved recently. We, you know, it's been two years, and then we, got, we just got approved, and turns out when, when we went uh, for the, I say we, they went, so, so the, the student leaders went uh, to get that approved. There was a lot of resistance, you know, from, from, from student leaders that say, man, we don't want this. You know, you're going to proselytize students on campus. I mean, that's your agenda. you got hidden agenda and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, we do have hidden agenda. Uh, but, you know, we make that clear, okay? But, but by the grace of God, because we waited, right? We waited. We have a reputation with people even in the inside. So, we have people in the inside. So the student leaders, not, you know, one student leader in particular who was the, the president of the Student Government Association vouched for us and say, man, these guys are good people. These guys are good people, man. And, and then we, you know, so we got to prove, do you, do you see that? How, how, 
man, if we wait for God, we pray, we don't move quickly necessarily, jump, jump after things quickly, wait on the Lord, man, God has a reason, right? Does that make sense? So, so prayer is number one. Number two is uh, loving uh, people genuinely uh, and not treating people as targets, okay? Loving people genuinely and not treating them as targets. Very easy, right? Because really, I mean, we, that's what we want, right? We want people to get saved, but, 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 but if we're not careful, we can treat them like targets. Like, okay, and then when we do, it becomes kind of like a works-based mentality because it's about performance, right? So if you don't have something, if you don't want something, I'm going to offer you, okay, no, okay, no thanks. I'm going to move on. Does that make sense? Right? So, you know, people feel that. People know that if you genuinely care about them and, and, or not, and if they smell that and it, it smells, uh, man, it won't work. And so this is, this is something, man, we, we, it's the secret sauce. Loving people genuinely, don't treat them as targets. Now, we know that we don't have in ourselves the capacity to love people uh, properly, and that's why we trust God. Right? We trust God, we, uh, we abide in Him, right? And so one of the key principles that, that we have uh, in our ministry that God has given me, and, and, you know, and, and true Pastor Sam as well, uh, was, was the whole uh, Acts chapter 2, right? Acts chapter 2, verse 41 to uh, 47, and, and we see the early church then uh, had a really thriving fellowship, thriving fellowship to the point that they would sell things, right, to help one another. Uh, and God was so pleased because they were so steadfast uh, in the Word of God and fellowship. You see, it goes, it goes hand in hand. Word of God and fellowship goes hand in hand because why? We know from, from the book of First John, right, true fellowship is who? With the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, right? So if you want fellowship, you want unity, you want true love to, to, to be something that comes out of you, man, we, we, we got to abide. We got to abide in Christ because what, it, abiding in Christ will bear what? Much fruit. You know, you can't manufacture joy. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can put a face on. I mean, I used to do that a lot. Like, I know how to put, like, different faces in different uh, situations. But then you can't manufacture inner joy. Joy comes from the Lord. Inner joy comes from the Lord. And it comes from abiding in Christ, right? Uh, which comes to my second point. Uh, so I, we have upward, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ that gives you genuine um, relationship with God, okay, that, that's really important because we, we need that, we need uh, cleansing, right, uh, the book of uh, John 15 talks about cleansing uh, as well, and we want to cleanse, because why? We have sin, right, so, so upward, our personal relationship with God, we, we constantly want to have a relationship that is not ruptured, because if we have relationship that constantly ruptured with no reconciliation, guess what? again, you have to default back to the workspace mentality. Then you have to kind of keep up with the church and other people doing things. But you, you know, inside, it's not real. And you get caught in legalism, right? So cleansing is very important. Uh, man, we need to confess our sins. 
because we get dirty every day. We get dirty. We have thoughts coming to our mind. We get dirty, and we need to cast it down. We need to ask God to cleanse, cleanse those things by, by his word, right? And, and the Bible also says in Romans chapter 15, is it uh, in 14, right? To admonish one another, right? Admonishing one another. What? With the word of God. We need one another. Amen. And, and speaking of needing one another, that's where the community is really important. This is another secret sauce. This is the community. So when you have a thriving community where people genuinely love another, just as Jesus has described, what does is, what is John chapter 13 talks about that people will know that you are his disciples they will know you don't have to share it i mean i mean i mean eventually you have to share the gospel but they will know yeah yeah i know what you're about you're you're disciples of jesus christ yeah you know many times we don't have to publicly like hey, you know, we are a Christian organization. We never say that. <laughs> I mean, other than our website, but we don't publicly like say we're Christian or anything. We just, we want to we wanna love on people. That's it. We want to love God. We want to love on people. We don't publicize those, those kind of things. We want to trust God to be wise as serpents and harmless as dove, right? And so uh, we have a community and, and that's an ongoing thing, right? Every ministry group, Every church is, you know, they're trusting God for that. It's a community of people that truly uh, love one another uh, and, and truly have each other's interests, right? Just as, just as Jesus was cleansing, right, the, the, the feet of his disciples, we ought to what? Cleanse one another. Cleanse one another. Love on one another. Uh, and then, and then the, the inward, so we have an upward, in, inward, and then, Okay, so if we have those two things going on, then outward is simple, right? Outward is this then going because God is pleased. He said, man, I'm happy. Yeah, you're doing it. You're abiding in me. You're going to bear much fruit, you know? And in, in the case of Acts chapter 2, uh, we see God was pleased and what? Added to the church daily such as to be safe. You see that, right? So you got upward, inward and then outward. The outward is the easy part, but the, the hard part, man, is daily surrendering to God. Daily saying, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll die to self, right? And, and daily, man, I, 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 can't, I cannot do anything except for Jesus. Jesus has to meet my needs, my desires, right? And, you know, even for people to get saved, Jesus has to need, meet all those needs, not myself, Right, so we got upward, invert, and outward, and then um, last thing here: be patient. Right, be patient. God is long suffering. Uh, many times, the students when they when they hear this, uh, or people who have never heard the gospel before, I mean, it's a shock to their system. You know, like what in the world is this? You know, and 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 I got an opportunity this past week to share uh, the gospel uh, to to. Uh, Tom's father, you know, remember that, that gal who said, man, you got to share with my dad, you got to share with my dad. And we did, we, we hung out for coffee and, and I shared the gospel with him and, and, and he's like, wow, that's a lot, of, a lot to take in. But he has 70 years of, of Taoism, which is, a, which is a form of Buddhism. And so 
you know what, I, I get it. He needs time to digest, but you know what he said? He's going to read the Bible. He's gonna, he's, he, he will read the Bible and he wants to explore it. And so we, we, we need to be very careful not to be the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, we need to be patient. Uh, we need to give space for the Holy Spirit to do the work that only he can do. Our job is just to share the gospel, right? Amen? And so we've seen that. We've seen people, like, you know, a gal from France, and say, same thing, you know, when things got really real, <gasps> You know, wow, you mean like following God is for real? Like this is not just going to a church service? Yeah, he's real. And, and you, you know, because he's real, man, it's, it, we, we want to give our, our, our all to him. When it got real, you know what? Uh, she got scared. Her mom got scared because her mom from France thought this is kind of like a Baptist cult. And uh, so she, <laughs> she, she was told by mom not to come anymore. And for a season, she wasn't here. And you know what? We we didn't like jump on her like, man, you gotta repent of that. You gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta just come and just ignore your mom. I mean, you know, we didn't like jump on her. We just be patient. We prayed, you know, and then give her time, give her space, and then in due time, God answers prayer, and then she connects again, and then she's back again, <laughs> and then her mom is here, and then we we had lunch as well. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Be patient. Be patient. You know, God is the one who gives uh, the increase. Okay. I think it's 44, so I have 15. I have 20 minutes. Okay, so I got more materials here that I was going to go through. Uh, three reasons why every church needs to be part of the international student ministry. So, I'm just going to give the cliff notes. I'm not going to flesh it out. And then because I want these guys to have maximum time to share with you guys because I think that, 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 is, that is important. So um, can you uh, do the slides? Uh, yeah, this is, you know, what we do in the uh, uh, student orientation. Give me the next one. Uh, Okay, so this is, okay, okay, let's just mention this briefly. So yesterday I just mentioned mainly international students, uh, but really there's a, there's a lot of migration, immigration that's coming to, to U.S. It's not new, but it, it is what it is, right? We are, it is a nation of immigrants here in the United States, and, and continually we have that. So this is from the Pew Research, you know, non-immigrants, 45 million. This is a year. Right, they're non-immigrants, which includes international students. We got Ill illegal immigrants, 11.4 million here in the United States, and 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 growing. Okay, now I don't know what your your thoughts are on that, but you can see, oh man, that's bad. They shouldn't do it, or you can have the mind of Christ and say, man, these are lost souls. God doesn't see them as illegal immigrants. God sees them as souls. And if we have the mind of Christ, we ought to think the same. And, and you know, we'll let politics do their politics thing. Uh, we serve a higher God, a higher kingdom. And our job is to share the gospel. And if they're here, man, we're going to share it, illegal immigrants or not. Uh, permanent residents, there's 1.2 million that come every year. And then refugees, which is a key one. Uh, you know, because a lot of uh, refugees that come from, uh, you know, war-torn countries are here. And... and 2016 alone, we have uh, about half of those refugees uh, that come from Muslim countries, 
right, that uh, are countries that you and I can't easily have access to to share the gospel, but they're here, right? And man, you can reach them right here and they're scattered all over the United States in Kansas City alone. We have 50,000 Muslims here. Uh, I'm working right now with an, an Afghanistan uh, Muslim family. Uh, there's, there's uh, how many of them? There's about maybe 15, 20 of them, right? Just this one, two families. And we're having a, you know, a relationship. And then I'm working with a Somalian Muslim family as well. So they're here, man. And if we reach them, uh, man, it's, it's so key. You know, because if we don't, man, they, they have their own support group. They have their own community. And, and guess what? Uh, they, it's harder to reach them. When they're brand new, they have a lot of needs. We want to reach them there. Okay, give me the, the cliff note real quick. I need to pass this along. Okay, so just really cliff note. Okay, why should churches in the U.S. be all about immigrant ministry? Because making disciples of all nations is a commandment, right? And the immigrants represent all nations. You heard from yesterday, all 196 countries in the world send people here in the U.S., if we're about making disciples of all nations, we need to obey the whole thing. Not just make disciples, right? Not just being serious of making disciples, but what, what does the commandment actually say? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, all nations, not just Jerusalem, right? Not just Judea, not just Samaria, but other most, right? And, and notice in Acts chapter 1-8, it didn't say then, Right? the connecting word was and say, hey, once you're done with Jerusalem, then go to Judea. After Judea, then go to Samaria. And then up then, now, I mean, naturally, that's the progression, but notice the commandment wasn't that. It's what? What's, what's the word? Anyone knows? Yeah, yeah, it's both, but it's the word and. You're right? So it's and, it's all, man, do it. And uh, man, I'm excited. Our church, and I'm sure your, your church as well, we're trusting the Lord. I mean, in, in terms of our budget, 50% of the budget of the church go to missions. Man, I'm proud of that because it's the end. It's simultaneous, man, because that's what? God's heart. It's God's heart for every nation to be saved, not just every nation as in every ethnic group to be saved, not just your ethnic group, not just my ethnic group but to all nations. Why? Because why? Jesus bled for all. He bled for all. He didn't just save just for this group of people. He bled for all. And just imagine, I mean, like, I just had a baby, you know, uh, a month ago. And man, that's the most exciting thing. You know, it, it comes out, it's like a miracle. And I, like, man, words can't describe it. Uh, and I think about, our, you know, our, our Father in heaven. Man, he's always in the waiting room in the hospital. And he's waiting. Man, man, when is my next child going to come? When is my next child going to come? Who is going to obey the Great Commission to bring all nations? Right? Okay, it's expedient. It's profitable. We don't have time to go, go through that. Uh, and then it's, it's strategic uh, ministry. Uh, you see in the... the, the the LFBI equipping that, that's very awesome. We have internationals right now that are being equipped in an LFBI level uh, equipping. 
and 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 man, we we can literally trust God to send these people out as as again Barnabas, as evangelists, as pastors and leaders. That's what I'm trusting man uh, to be, right? Uh, to be a future pastor, leader, evangelist, uh, missionary. No pressure, you know. <laughs> Uh, man, but they already have that heart. These people already went back uh, to their home country and with a clear intention of sharing the gospel with their family. How cool is that? I mean, very clear, very clear. We prayed for months, for months before they went home. They said, man, I want to see my grandparents get saved. I want to see my family get saved, right? And uh, so it's very strategic. Okay, okay. Uh, we have, I think, 20 minutes. And um, now we have four, four, four um, students here. Uh, three are internationals and one is not international, but I want you to hear from a volunteer perspective as well, right? How did I uh, ask Connor? Connor is our FY president here in UMKC. I'm going to, uh, you know, have her share um, what does it mean, you know, like being an American and ministering to international, how did that impact her life and so forth? So I want, I, I want you to hear from the volunteer perspective because I'm trusting God that you guys will have that same blessing and experience that she has. Uh, and then was, one last thing I, uh, is, it, uh, Pastor Brett, are you ready to give a, a short report on, uh, yeah, okay, so we'll have Brett uh, do a short report in terms of how things are going on with FOI at Wildwood, which just launched uh, this year, you know. So I, I see many great pictures, and, and he can give a, a great report. Okay, so the first person uh, that's going to share, I think it's Simon, right? Uh, yes, you can stand, you can sit, however, you, whatever you feel comfortable. But Simon uh, is one of those uh, fruit, right, that is a result of just trusting God. Uh, we prayed. I you know, and, and every day I go out, I'm like, man, God, give me someone to share the gospel with. And, and I met her in a Chinese restaurant. Okay, so we'll st start with there. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Siming, and that's my brother, Manki. We are from Hong Kong, China. And um, um, this is my fifth year here in Kansas City. And then I still remember the first year, um, 2012, I met Andrew, he just mentioned that we met at a Chinese restaurant. And then he gave me the address of the church here. And then I came, and then I got bad times in 2013. And then uh, right after I got bad times, and then my God tell me something that I need to deal with. Because uh, when I first got here, I did something illegal to get me get to the school here. Usually people need to spend like three, four years to finish their school, and mine just like one and a half years. It's something illegal that was hindering me to moving forward to God. And then he showed me first Peter, the book of first Peter, John, uh, first Peter chapter one, and then he convinced me to tell me to to do something right. And then so I still remember the long, deep conversation with Andrew. And then I asked him, I say, what I'm going to do? Because three months later, I'm going to graduate. I have been studying so hard, spent all my money, my time, and everything that I put in this graduation and then it's commission and now God is telling me to do something right and then so what I'm going to do and then he said well you got to have faith in God and then you need to trust him to do whatever he tell you to do and what is right not in your eyes but in his eyes maybe 
10 years later, when you look back your life, you will be very happy that your decision that you made here today. And then so I did. Um, it was the conversation on Sunday. And then I went to school on Monday. And then I talked to my professor. And then he asked me to went home to go home and to waiting for his answer. And then I talked to the church. And then I talked to my Bible study good. And I said, please pray for me. And then I made this decision. And I'm still waiting for God's answer. So we pray and then we cry together. And then so later on, the dean of the office called me into his office and saying, wow, this is bad, bad, bad situation. Um, I cannot give you the answer, but I don't expect that you will continue to stay here. And then so I was like very frustrated and I was talking to God and say, hey, you asked me to do something right. And then I follow, I thought I should have some better reward than this. And now I'm going to do so. So I was very depressed. And then my church family encouraged me and pray and we pray. And then so I finally came to the place about well, God, if you don't want me to graduate, maybe just go home and I, I do whatever you want me to do. I surrender to you, even I couldn't graduate. And then so I put the ticket, use all the rest of my money. I put the ticket and I was packing and cancel my ceremony, ceremony of my graduation. I was ready to go home. And then so the, my professor, he called me. He said, hey, came to my office. I want to talk to you. I said, okay. And then he said, um, we made a final decision. You are able to graduate, and you just need to finish your summer school, and everything will be the same. So praise the Lord. And then, so I, I was, I was very, very surprised that when how God do amazing thing to me, and then so how He turned my life upside down. And then so after that, I was talking to Andrew and said, yeah, I think I graduate and I don't have money to stay here. I think I need to go home. And then he said, well, why don't you stay here for one year working visa? And then you can look for a job. And then I said, well, I don't have money. And then so this guy, they support me. And then Brian and Brad are now open their house for me to stay until I find a job. And then they support brought me financially, spiritually, and encouraged me to continue. So after six months, I find a job. And then the job, not just amazing job, but also offered me tuition for me to stay here for a master's degree. And then so I just finished my degree this year. And then so it was totally... Um, Second degree, that was the master. And then it was amazing. And then so I talked to Andrew again and say, hey, I have a brother. He is in Hong Kong. He is not safe. Can you pray for him to come? And then maybe he can meet Jesus Christ. And then last year, Mankey come, July. And then after two months, he came. He got safe. And then so, um, <laughs> and then... We went back to China this summer, and I said we need to pray because I do really want my grandparents to get saved because they are very old age. I want them to save, and I want them to share the gospel to every single family. And then we also share the gospel to the false religion people. There are like 20 of them. So we spend time, and then we pray, and then my aunt got saved. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I just shared the gospel to every family. And then we both talked like we spent three days in, in our countryside. We didn't stop. We keep talking, keep talking many, many times. I said, you need to get to get it. It's very serious. That's why we are coming back for. And then so my aunt got say she saw... I, I think I shared the gospel to her three years ago when I just got saved. And then she couldn't believe at that time. And then after years, she saw... 
how God has done so many things in my life, in my brother's life. And then she saw that God is so real. And then she believed this year when we went back home and confirmed her salvation. And then it was just so awesome that this church family, they, when I just a stranger came to this country, and then they loved me without any condition. They share their love not just by telling me, hey, I love you, and bye. He, they are just doing by action, by sacrificing their time. I remember one time when my car was broken, and then my school was one hour away from here. Jishu, um, another Korean girl, I don't know if she's here. Yeah, she's there. And then so she drove me back far and far, like two hours, every Friday, Sunday, and opened her house for me to stay during the weekend. Like, it was just so amazing that how God bring these people to my life and love for me without any condition. And then, as much as I have got, as much I need to give. That's how I'm serving the body. I wanted to do amazing thing for God's kingdom because I know that see his kingdom first and his righteousness and all the things will be added to you according to your faith. You will be added to you. God is so real, so true. He is my law. And I wanted to tell everybody, every single people that I meet every day in my, in my co-worker, in my work, my church, my, my school, and my family, my friends, everybody need to know that because God is so real. I have been through. I know that. He is worthy. Um, good morning. Um, my name is Mankit. I'm I am from Hong Kong. I'm um, Simon's brother. Um, so uh, there is some background that I uh, want to tell you about it. Um, Hong Kong is a city that is uh, is like New York City. We all we are opened um, for Christian. Um, I study in a Christian church as an organization um, for primary school, for middle school, for high school. Which means I have heard about Jesus, um, about the gospel, but I don't think that is my business at that time. Um, but God is faithful, and He is the one who always um, loves us. Um, fast forward four years ago. Um, when I was 18 years old, my mom passed away because of cancer. Um, my sister came to be five years ago, something like that. Sorry. Um, my sister came to, came, came to Kansas City for school, and then I, uh, I started live by myself in Hong Kong and start learn how to live like a man. Um, three years ago, um, my sister got saved. She didn't say me. She didn't say a word about Christian to me. About so it's still word. Um, but she stopped praying for me that at that time that I would come to Kansas City um, for school and have the opportunity to hear about the gospel, hear about Jesus, um, and get saved. Two years ago, I came to California for visits with my Boy Scout team. Um, my sister went to California to meet me, and it, was, it has been like two years uh, since we separate. Um, and then she asked me, do you want to come to school? And I said, um, I would think about it, which means no. Uh, but, God is, but God is the one who always um, listens and answers prayer if we pray in his will. Um, after my vacation, I lost my job in Hong Kong. Um, I was working in my high school. Um, I run a print shop in my high school. At, that, at the same time, I was a Boy Scout leader in my high school. 
I was I got kicked out from my Boy Scout team because it belongs to the high school. Job and Boy Scout is two of the two biggest um, part in my life. Um, by the way, these are the reasons that I don't want. These are the reasons that I, won't, I don't want to go to church. Even someone invited me um, because I don't have time. Um, finish my uh, another thing is finish my voice. Um, degree before 25 years old is one of my goals. Um, that, that is the time that I think it's time to think about um, to go back to school, how, you know. But there is no any university except me in Hong Kong. And then my sister keep asking me, do you want to come to school? And I said, okay, okay. And then um, after I come here, I realized that um, God took away all these reasons and bring me all the way from Hong Kong to Kansas City because he loved me, want to have a good relationship with me. Um, 2015 summer, so it's like two years ago, um, one and a half, um, I came to Kansas City for school. The very first thing that I did is was um, family camp. After that, I went to church with um, my sister. Um, I, don't, I still don't think this is my business. It's just Christian. Um, until I met a girl. Um, she's a Chinese student. I like her. We go, we start dating. Um, I was trying so hard to have sex with her. Um, but at that time, um, in college and young adult class in, in here, I uh, was teaching about biblical relationship. Um, at that time, I think, God, are you talking to me? Like, like that. Like, um, and then I start really read the Bible and think about what God has been done in my life. And God used this girl to show me how sinful I am and show me that there is no way I can clean my sin by my own power and anything that I do. And then I recognize the wage of sin is death, which is suffering in, in, in hell forever and ever. I was freaked out, you know? Um, and then I talked to Anjuan, um, and I said, hey, you know, I don't want to be the old man kid anymore. What can I do? Um, on that day, September 20th, um, 2015, I received Jesus Christ as my, as my Lord and Savior. He is the only way to salvation. And only by his blood, I can clean all my sin. After I got saved, um, God continues to teach me and guide me. Um, he showed me the purpose of my life through the Bible. Uh, is to give all the glory to God and to share the gospel. Uh, in Matthew 20, 28, Matthew 28, 19 to 20, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, which means to share the full gospel to all nations, no matter it's Chinese, American, Indian, Japanese, any, it's all nations. Um, in last mission focus, um, I decided whatever, whenever, wherever God called me to do, I would do. Then I start the discipleship with Andrew. Um, I finished D1 a few months ago. Um, praise the Lord, I'm making disciple now. At last, God has been showing, um, God has been showing me um, the need of international student. As an international student, um, the very first things that we need in a whole new environment is friendship. Um, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, 
that is a huge open door for us um, to show them the love of Christ um, by simply be a friend to them, love on them, and pray for them. I praise God for um, what he has been done um, in Friend of International Ministry. So, you know, with the girl that she was, uh, you know, dating, you know, she never, he never had sex with her. So, so F- <laughs> FYI. And, and not only that, you know, one of the first things that, um, you know, we had, uh, we had lunch, uh, and this is just right after he got saved. Uh, you know, uh, she's not safe. The, the, the gal is not safe. And you know, that's always one of those things that hinders someone from growing in the Lord, right? And so, you know, I, I asked him very clearly, hey, you know, you need to, you need to break off with, with this girl, I mean, you know, because you're unequally yoked, right? You see the Bible, what it says. And, and, and you know what he did? That's what he did, you know? And that is, that is awesome, right? And so he's been faithful in following what God has said, and God has blessed him. Not only God has blessed him, God has blessed that gal. Because, because I, I told him, if, if you do, like, but, but if we date, we can evangelize dating, you know, evangel date or whatever. But, but that doesn't work, right? For everyone that works, every thousand fails, right? And so don't believe that. Uh, but but what, what was so cool, because he was able to break that relationship off, she's not confused, you know, because when you're in a dating relationship with someone, you get confused, like, hey, maybe I'm following the Lord because I like this guy or whatever it is. But after the break off, that, that gal got saved too, three months later. So I want to share that. Um, I'm not that gal. <laughs> um, <laughs> My name is Phong, um, Southside Sea Phong, or Phong. I'm from Vietnam, and um, my background is just like you. Um, the, the other Vietnamese girl just share her testimony on Wednesday nights yesterday. Um, I came from a Buddhist family. Um, I, I was zealous, but um, you know, God, God is more zealous than me. God, God is jealous of me. Um, so I came here and got saved at MBT. And um, I am not a direct product from FOI. I'm just... Um, so a direct product means that we have many events. So when international students come to those events, we share the gospel to them, and they hear the gospel, and, and they get saved. But then um, to me, it's reversed. So three days after I came to Kansas City, I was invited by my high school friend, who is a direct product from FOI. So... Um, Yes, I'm indirect. <laughs> um, so um, she, um, she got saved here. She finished direction. She moved to France after inviting me to church. So before she left, she asked me to stick with those people because they are so nice, and I stick with them. And uh, long story short, I got saved <laughs> by God's grace and um, Thanks to those faithful men and women, 
um, whose hearts belong to the Lord and, and his compassion for international students and international people is shown among them. Um, can I just, I, I've listed out the things that they have done for me. Can I just read it? Um, so they, um, they've been helping me since I was totally new to this country. At first, they started with building relationship with me so that I don't feel lonely here. They, um, give, by giving me a ride to anywhere I need, teaching me the Bible, helping, move, helping me move to different places, counseling me education, educational-wise. And um, slowly, they became my close friends. Um, they prayed for me and my family. They hosted me. They explain what salvation means to me. They watch me make stupid decisions, and they continue to pray for my salvation. Eventually, they, um, they became my brother and sister in Christ. They saved me. Um, they walk with me through hardship. Um, they never give up on me, or God never gives up. And um, they disciple me. They cry with me. They take care of me and they grow me up. The list continues going on and on and on. So um, FOI is not just a fishing net, but they're my family. They're family to me. So I turn to them. I turn to God first, of course, but then they keep me accountable, uh, accountability. So as a family, we learn from each other. So. I learned from their love for international students. I, um, I learned to love international students. I learned to love international people. And um, things that they do to each other, things that they, the whole list that I, I just told you, I observe, I do, and I teach. Uh, um, now that I know, if I just start building relationship with international students, Eventually, I can make disciples. It's just similar like that. And um, can I just share one verse with you in the Bible? It's First John 4, chapter 4, verse 12. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. I think that's the sauce that Andrew was explaining. So I'm just a testimony for that. Okay, praise God. We thank God for you. Hi, I'm Connor. I'm from Kenya. Just kidding, I'm not. I'm American. <laughs> um, but actually, Andrew, the first time he saw me, he thought I was Russian. So, um, yeah. Okay, so first, I think as an American student, um, I'm surrounded in all of my classes by international students, and it's just this amazing opportunity to fulfill the Great Commission because I don't have to buy an airplane ticket and go across the world. I can literally just sit next to someone and say, oh, where are you from? And then they say, oh, I'm from Zambia, or I'm from Zimbabwe, or all these different places. Um, and they're naturally curious about who you are, about what you believe, because it is different from who they are and what they believe. And that's why they're here. They're here to get an education, but they're also here because they want to share cultures with you. And so it's the best opportunity to share the gospel with them because they actually really sincerely want to hear it. Um, and you know, the Great Commission is a commandment. We have to do it. 
And if we're not doing it, we're not being obedient, you know, and, and that's sin. So I don't know. It's, it's not a matter of, oh, let me think about it, and then I will try to invest in international students or refugees or immigrants. No, there's no thinking about it. It's been commanded. We have to do it. Um, now, for my personal testimony for FOI, um, I wasn't saved through FOI. I was saved before I um, became a part of FOI, but I am a fruit of FOI as an American student, which I think is amazing. Um, so Proverbs 27, 18 says, Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof, so he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. So I guess this is more like a, a selfish way of thinking about it. It's not. But um, I, I started out at KU, the University of Kansas, um, and the whole time I was there, I couldn't find a good church. I couldn't find a fellowship of believers. I wasn't growing, and I desperately wanted that. I didn't have discipleship. I didn't have all of these things, and so I, I remember writing in my prayer journal, Lord, move me somewhere where I can grow. Lord, take me somewhere where I can follow you effectively. And the next day, um, a series of events happened the very next day that led to me transferring to UMKC. And now when I was at KU, I was involved in an inter international student ministry. And so I started to try to find one at UMKC at the same time that I was trying to find a church. Um, I went to a different meeting for a different ministry at UMKC. And while I was there, I met Rachel Ong, who is Andrew Ong's wife. Now, apparently, Andrew told her to come talk to me because he thought I was Russian. Um, <laughs> and he wanted a Russian. But anyways, so she... <laughs> She came and spoke to me, and you know, I explained where I was at, and she basically said, oh, how about you come to FOI? Um, we're meeting this Thursday, and we'd love to have you. So I went. Um, they funneled me into Jeanette Bachage's small group, <laughs> um, and I just knew that that's where God wanted to have me. And so through FOI, I was actually discipled by Jeanette Bachage, um, who's from Kenya, so I'm, I was a part of her Bible study. Now I'm co-leading with another lady, um, I was baptized by Andrew Ong. Um, let's see. Basically, everything, every major milestone other than salvation in my walk with God has been hand-in-hand hand with FOI. So, I mean, when you minister to international students, yes, you're fulfilling the Great Commission. You're doing what God has commanded you to do, and you're being obedient. But at the same time, God is a good master. He's a good God, and, man, he blesses you so much when you're being obedient. So that's, that's my encouragement. I would like to begin by telling you the story of my life. No, that's not, sorry. So I know we gotta, we gotta hurry. We gotta hurry. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, FOI meant a lot to me when I first heard it growing up as a Christian with pale skin and freckles in Springfield, Missouri in the 70s. No one here understands the pain of bigotry the way that I do. <laughs> and so I wanted, to, I wanted to make sure that I did my part in reaching out to others who, who grew up with a similar experience. That's, that's not true. Okay. Um, now, seriously, in all seriousness. I heard Andrew make a presentation, and I've always known there's a dominating cultural presence in our town, the, the University of Toledo. Although we're in Michigan, we're basically in Toledo. We're, we're right on the line. And uh, 
it always bothered me going way back into Bible conferences at, at First Baptist Church of New Philadelphia. The first time I would have heard the phrase, you know, the world is coming to America. And so you don't necessarily need to go out into the world. That was revolutionary to me the first time I heard it. And I, I always understood that the most practical way in our community to do that was through the University of Toledo. And so, um, <clears throat> but that was just never a reality. How to do that didn't ever seem clear to me. So after talking to Andrew, I just got the idea to just to go ahead with it. And so we started uh, Friends of Internationals this past year. Um, <clears throat> and last spring, we sent a a team of people to Kansas City. Uh, they got to see an event. They got educated by the leaders. They came back excited. And I just, I have so many irons in the fire with Hungary and things that we're doing at our church. I just turned it over to some people and I said, listen, you have free reign. Just do it, but do it the way that Andrew does it. That's all that I really said. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we had our first event. Um, it was... I would describe it as a mild success compared to some of the things that you have seen, but to, to us it was huge. And uh, God does not despise the day of small beginnings. And uh, that somehow in that process, we connected with the leaders of the University of Toledo all the way up into the vice presidency. And uh, they asked us to, have a, to host homes for Japanese students this past summer. And we hosted over 20 Japanese students and um, it was an amazing thing for our church. It was an amazing thing for, for those students. It was a very touching closing ceremony. The vice president of the school came up to me in the closing ceremony that was held at our church and said, we want to work exclusively with you, with our international students going forward. Um, yeah. And uh, so uh, next year, uh, this summer, we're going to be housing more Japanese students. We've had many international events. We've had home events. Um, and this next Christmas, we will be housing over 30 Chinese students on Christmas Day in our homes as, as part of a project that they're doing. And it's just amazing. I don't know what is next. Uh, uh, Pat couldn't make it. He kind of runs it, but... I don't know, maybe we'll, play, we'll be playing volleyball with the Hivites or something. Uh, but uh, uh, we're open to whatever, and it truly has been amazing. And, uh, and uh, I don't know what's going to come of it, but we, people have been led to Christ. We're getting invitations to come to Japan and meet families. We've really connected with, uh, with these students. And uh, we are truly, for the first time, our church, I can't even believe I'm saying this if you know our church, but... We're an international church and with an international vision and an international ministry. And we give all the praise and glory to God for that. But God works through people. And I just want to say that I am so thankful for the power of humility because that is the testimony of Andrew Ong, the power of a humble person who, who, who's got a vision for, for Christ and who has a world vision. And he's passed that along to us. So thank you. Man, praise God. Um, Sam, who's next? Uh, but I'm going to leave with a, 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 a thought here. Um, man, th thanks everyone for sharing. I want to uh, end with uh, John chapter 4. Um, and that's the, the, the story of the woman at the well. And you guys are familiar with that, right? And, and, and I look at this passage 
and, uh, if I may just read it, you know, Jesus here uh, says, verse 1, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, Though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And here, here it is. And he must needs go through Samaria. Okay, so I don't know whether you know the, the historical context here, but the, Samaria, the Samaritans and the Jews, they don't, they don't go together, right? The Jews uh, hates the Samaritans, right? They are kind of half-breeds and... Uh, historically, they, they, you know, there was things happening in the captivity and there is, you know, the Assyrians conquered the place and so there, there's different worship systems and so forth. But uh, the Jews um, would, would actually take, a, you know, additional miles to avoid going through Samaria, right? So that they can avoid because that's an unclean place. But you know what Jesus did? He said he must need must need go through Samaria. And so I, I pray for everyone uh, that whenever you see, you know, someone that is of different ethnic person from you, someone that's different looking from you, that eats different, that smells different, that talks different, and so forth, your, your, your reaction is not, hey, let me avoid that, right? I don't want to avoid that. I don't want to be indifferent about that. Man, I pray that our mindset is, I must, I must need go through Samaria. I must need go through Samaria. Thank you for your time. Sam. Oh, Brian. Man, is that not moving or what? That was, I love that. I've already tweeted. I love that so much. I mean, I'm just like, ah. Uh. Hey, I just have a, a couple things to, to mention here. Um, there's an opportunity that uh, has come along that uh, I want to just bring to you um, that is, is fit for what we're doing here. And it is a, an opportunity to take a trip. And uh, while I'm sharing that opportunity, just a little caveat, I want to just ask you to pray for another ongoing thing going right now with our, uh, our church. Tom's uh, niece is on a trip right now to flying right now to India. Some of you know Pradeep Lima and... Uh, Ganesh and the crew over in, in, in Asia, and uh, there's a team of about, uh, I think, six uh, or seven going right now uh, to minister to them. So be praying for them. They're on their way, and they would cover your prayer. we got three college students on that trip, and so they're, they're just like you, and uh, they walk, to, walk like, talk like, and think like you. So uh, we're excited uh, for that. Uh, and really, owning the mission is, is ultimately going to take us to the place where we got to invest and we need to invest here. We need to invest in the universities. We need to invest where we are, right? Where the Bible's open and uh, we're sharing the word. But also, we've got to go. Um, we've got to go. There's a movement right now that kind of tells you, no, you don't need to go. And I'm not talking about in the context of, of here in the, in the in going to ministry locally. But really, it's all taken care of, right? You don't need to go anymore. That's actually not true. You're going to be hearing from our, our brothers about Africa, Malawi. We need to go. And we can go. And so uh, Mark Heckman is, is uh, familiar to many of you. He's a, really a product of uh, the discipleship uh, process with Pastor Alan Shelby and all of the things that we're talking about. He's been in Taiwan now for a long time. And I'm not embellishing. I, I know it's been over 15 years. It may be near 20 now. And uh, he has an international trip that's available to all of us 
uh, J- July 1st through the 14th. If you can scrape together, uh, see that's summertime, right? So you're off, hopefully, uh, you have time. If you can scrape together 500 bucks plus airfare, probably that'll get you there uh, to uh, Taiwan to invest, do basically exactly the same thing that Andrew's talking about here, there. Okay, so we'd love to have you as part of that. We have a leader, and we're praying for our own investment, but this trip is, it can be scalable to almost any size. It could accommodate anybody in this room that wants to go. It is perfect for uh, not just our church. It is perfect for LFF. It is perfect for this fellowship. So I want to encourage anybody that's interested in that to see Randy Foster right now, and then he can, he can get you more information from there. Yeah, Randy, stand up. And that's Randy Foster. He's awesome. You're going to be hearing from him tomorrow. So get a hold of Randy if you're interested in that. And uh, we'll try to get you more information. It'll be up on our website eventually, will it? And, or it may already be. So Randy will take care of that as well. And then we can share it out from there. Now, really important announcement. Um, you gotta, we got to make a quick break. What's that? 11.30. Sorry, bro. Right. Because I took 11.30. Yeah, so that's what you get for having me. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> all right. Let's do, can you help me out? So I was going to get you out and back by 11:30, and that's like probably not realistic. So uh, we're going to break. But we need to pray, and before we break, recycle your coffee and what have you. But get back here as soon as you can. Let's try to beat 11:35 because we got important stuff coming up that we want to hear. So let's go ahead and uh, let's just stand up. Let's get started. Let's get on our way. Uh, Grab your neighbor's hand and let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for what we have heard and what we have seen uh, this morning. Lord, what an incredible uh, set of testimonies. Lord, it's an incredible thing that you're doing. Lord, you love people. And Lord, you love to get the word to them where they are. And Lord, you love to use us to do that. Lord, thank you for saving our souls. Thank you for involving us in the mission of God. Lord, thank you for, for calling us. Lord, for the moment we're saved, Lord, we're called to be ministers of reconciliation with the word of reconciliation. And, and Lord, this process is about equipping us to go and be that which you have saved us to be and do that which you've saved us to do. We thank you for it. We thank you for the fruit that is on the tree that only you can get the honor and glory for. Lord, we, we praise you. We thank you. We confess to you once again that you are awesome and glorious. Now, Lord, as we break, I pray your blessing on the next session. In Jesus' name, amen.